tracks over their eyes. And I thank you that these tracks will be that seed planted in their hearts. And Lord, we do thank you for that wonderful blessing that will come, Lord, and, and souls will be one to your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, the ushers can receive the tithes and the offerings. Well, good morning. How are you all doing today? Doing good? All right. Well, today is a special service. As you know, or many of you know, it's our Thanksgiving communion service. And so we're going to have some folk come up here in a few moments and give a brief testimony of what they're thankful for. Uh, But before we do that, did you all get a bulletin today? Now, I seldom ever refer to the bulletin, but there were a few things in there today that, that I thought... Uh, would be interesting. Uh, There's a uh, leaflet in there about uh, Thanksgiving in America. So I would encourage you, now don't read it right now, but uh, later today, sometime, this week, whatever, before Thanksgiving, read that. There's some good things in there and uh, uh, about how Thanksgiving got started and how many remember the pilgrims? You remember the pilgrims? all the way back and so forth and so on. And, and uh, even has something in there about Squanto. Remember who, anybody remember who Squanto is? And so, all right. So that's all in there. So, But in, also in the bulletin, there's a, there's a couple of quotes that I thought was interesting that was very good in, in the bulletin. Do you all read your bulletins, by the way? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, notice where it says thankfulness. All right. See it? Right there, thankfulness. Are you all thankful, aren't you? Yes. Said uh, Harry Ironside said this. We would worry less if we praised more. That's that's good, isn't it? Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. I, I thought that was good. I, I usually don't read quotes. If you attend here regularly, we're we got our nose in the Bible. Is that right? chapter and verse, but I thought today, interesting, we'll say some things about from the Bible and communion here at the end of the service, but, uh, and then down there at the bottom, and then there's some good verses from the Bible you could read about Thanksgiving, and then uh, Jacob, how do you say that, Broad, Broad, he said this, Thanksgiving, to be truly Thanksgiving is first thanks and then giving. I thought that was I thought that was good. So, anyway, um, you can look that over and think on that. We're going to have some folks come up here. This, let's see, I got one, two, three, four, five, about six people. They're going to each give about a two-minute testimony. And I don't want any of y'all to come up here with ten pages of notes. Like, <laughs> like I've had one guy one time came up and. Had about ten pages of notes many years ago, and so I had to had to lovingly reduce him down from that. So anyway, let us start with. Uh, I'm just going to go in order here. Lucia, Lucia, why don't you come up and take take a couple of minutes and just tell everybody what you're thankful for. We do this every year, Sunday before Thanksgiving. Go ahead. Good morning. Well, um, I've been, you know, thinking about what I'm thankful, and of course you think of all the regular things. You think of, thank you for your health, for your family, and so forth and so on. But really, basically, when I think of all those things, I have all of those things because of the Word of God. 
So the word of God is what I am most thankful for. I have health today, physical health, because of the word of God. I have mental health and peace because of the word of God. I've had peace and joy through situations and circumstances that you wouldn't normally have peace and joy through. And all that is because of the word of God. And I praise God for his word, and I thank him for his faithfulness. Amen. Very good. Thank you, Lucia. Very good. Okay, Bonnie. Bonnie, you're next. One page, good. Well, that's a, that's a step in the right direction, huh? Yeah, and not only is it one page, it's rather large type because... Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. I understand. Uh, yes. I'm sure you do. Um, oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I have many reasons to be thankful, and um, I learned to keep a Thanksgiving journal many years ago through Joyce Meyer Ministries. She reported how she does it. And I looked this morning, I'm up to 163 on my journal. Wow, okay. So I've been doing it for a while. But, you know, I was meditating on this one. And um, I'm thankful for love because it gives us the choice to receive it or reject it. That came in the Garden of Eden when God said, this is what I want you to do. This is what I don't want you to do. And man had a choice. And, well... We're here because of that choice. Uh I am thankful for promises that God has given through his word. He gave us Jesus in the Garden of Eden, as you have pointed out innumerable times. Uh But, you know, there were promises given to Abraham and to Moses, to David, and to others. I thank God for eyes to see. You know, sometimes it's just hard to remember. We, We take them for granted, but, you know, uh, cat there, she's got glasses, so, <laughs> so is Judy, and um, I actually left mine at home, <laughs> and so I do you, Pastor. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was meditating on this one, and I, re, uh, I looked in Genesis sixteen fourteen uh, because Hagar uh, called the name of the well where she left her, where she was left, Beer Lehiroi. And it's the well of the living one who sees me. Yes. And every one of us will find our own beer lehiroi. And whether that's pronounced right or not, it's another matter. <laughs> um, you know, so, but sometimes, like I said, we need a little extra help. We have the glasses. We have contacts. We have LASIK surgery, cataract surgery. Um, but, you know, God allows us to open our eyes to see. And I'm also thankful for ears to hear, because in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, seven times, let, <laughs> let the church hear what the Spirit is saying, and we're part of that church. So, um, But sometimes, you know, we need a little extra help there, too, with hearing aids and, you know, maybe somebody to uh, just sort of guide us gently in the right direction. <laughs> Uh, I'm thankful for feet and legs that can walk. Um, I have a little extra help today because of some problems that I've been having. But, you know, um, the armor of God says our feet are shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. But, um, you know, it takes the feet and the legs working together to get us wherever God wants us to go. And 
you know, there's people, I go into a nursing home at least once a week to visit my sister, and there are people there that use walkers and they use wheelchairs. Some of them have prosthetics, um, you know, but it helps with the mobility. And um, I needed physical therapy to help with my mobility issues, and I am thankful for the men and women that um, are doctors, physical therapists, whatever, that are there to help when I need it or anybody else. I have hands and arms to do the work, and sometimes they need a little extra support from a cast or, you know, things like that. But, you know, God wants us to be his hands extended, and I am grateful for the times when he opens my eyes that I can see those times because it's not always that easy uh, to do that. I'm thankful for a heart that is ready to receive his grace, his love, and, you know, it's not just for me to, you know, hold on to all by myself. He has it for me to give. And the best part of it is, is that no matter how much you give, you still got enough for yourself and ready to multiply it and send it out there. And I also give thanks for family and friends because of the fact that, um, you know, this, this world can be kind of hard to do all by its, you know, when you're all by yourself. But he does give you grace, he gives you love, and he gives you family and friends to help. Good, thank you. Very good, very good. Okay, Gary Turney, you're next. Actually, I forgot that I was supposed to do this. But um, there's... (laughs) Which is what happens, you know. Um, what am I thankful for? Well, look at this. There's me. There's everybody that's in here. I'm thankful for the people that are here. I'm thankful for my beautiful wife. I'm thankful that I'm, I'm able to be able to be here. Um, I've gone through a lot physically, mentally, and everything through my life. I've always had people standing behind me, in front of me, just there to help. Um, It wasn't until I met Judy, actually, that I found God. And I'm thankful that she's there to guide me and to help me, and that he's there to guide and help me through my life, and that he'll continue. Um, There's there's so much to be thankful for. Everybody's going to hit on all all that stuff um, in the next few minutes. And I'm just just thankful that I'm here. Amen. And the people that are here with me. Very good. Thank you. Okay, Gary Novak. There you go. Thank you, Gary. Uh-huh. You're welcome. I'm thankful for you. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm thankful, thankful for you. For you. I love you oh, so I love very you much. too. I do. Okay. Um, okay. What am I thankful for? You know, I was thinking about this a couple days ago. You know, everybody said, oh, I'm thankful I got a good car, or I'm thankful my house, or I'm thankful for this and that. That's all fine. That's all good. But I think, you know, there's a bigger picture, and the bigger picture is Jesus. Jesus Christ, you know. He, I'm thankful that I made a decision in my life years ago to follow him and to serve him. I do not understand, and I've said this before, how people who do not know Jesus... 
how did they get through their day? How did they get through their week? You know, I just don't understand that. Because I have a tough enough time with the job that I do, just getting through my day knowing Jesus. And I'm praising Him and I'm thanking Him and I'm praying to Him all day long. Yes, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I am mostly thankful for God and for Jesus and for what He did on the cross. And for those of you who don't know Jesus, I do not know how you get through your day. Because I I just don't understand that. Because it takes everything I've got to get through the day with Jesus, and Jesus helps me. He really, he carries me through my day. Yeah. I want to, I'm very thankful for my beautiful wife, Karen, back there. I married her 14 plus years ago. I'm thankful for everyone here who has supported me and who has carried me through. And for Pastor Terry, I love you oh, so love much you with my Thank whole heart. Yeah, yeah. And I would take a bullet for you, Pastor. Oh, good. You know? well, I hope you never have to do that. I hope I never have to do hope that because no weapon formed against us shall That's prosper. That's right. Amen. So, good. But I am thankful for each and every one here today. Have a very blessed Thanksgiving, everybody. So we're going to have a new place for you. During the services, you can stand right here in front. And if somebody ever comes in, you can just take that bullet. Yeah, take that bullet. All right, Karen. Thank you, Pastor. I am so thankful for God's love because so much of the time I'm unlovable and he continues to love me. And that just... Sometimes I just shake my head and I'm like, I don't know how you could love me, God, but he does. And I have, I have flawless on my computer at work, just a tag that says flawless from that, that uh, Mercy Me song called Flawless. God sees us as flawless. As soon as we answered the call and we gave our hearts to him, he sees us as flawless. And I am so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for this church because this church family has helped me through so much. I just praise God for Dale and Donna who have been a source of support for me from the day I got born again. And I followed Donna around like a little puppy dog because she was teaching me so much. And that's how I ended up starting to call her mom. And Dale walked me down the aisle at my wedding. And so they have been a constant source of support for me. Pastor Terry and Diane have been nothing but gracious and good to me, and I I thank God for that. I thank God for my precious Gary, who keeps me laughing. Talk about shaking your head. Oh, my gosh. Some of the things he says just cracks me up. I, I don't know if any of you knew this story, but one time we were sitting in the back row, and Pastor Terry was talking about the rapture, and he said, if you if you don't go in the rapture and they threaten to cut your head off, Uh, you know, or you'll, you know, if you don't take the mark of the beast or they'll cut your head off, let them cut your head off. That way you'll go to heaven. He leaned over to me and he goes, who wants to go to heaven without a head? (laughs) So he's always thinking he's so literal. It's pathetic, but I'm just so thankful for everything that God has done for, for me and for us. I'm thankful for our son and his his beautiful wife, and one day they're going to be sitting in church with us. I'm thankful for my friend Diane, who uh, she understands and loves God, but she's just not committed just yet, and I'm saving a seat for her. And I just thank God that he is who he is, and I thank 
God that he loves me as I am. Amen. You know, you know, I'm thankful that you remember that dreadful hairpiece I used to wear? <laughs> and, and and the day that I told everybody that uh, you know that, 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 well, well, I said that I said everybody look up here at me. I have a confession to make, and I said I said all the hair that you see on my head, it's it's not all mine. And and you said from the back row, you said, oh yes, it is, Pastor. You paid for it. Yep. And, 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 and I thank you for that. It, it kind of made a humorous moment out of a difficult situation. <laughs> and it wasn't that bad of a hairpiece. Oh, it was yeah, but. But I, I lost uh, I lost sixty pounds and a hairpiece, so that was. I think hopefully we look a little better today than than we did back then. So, all right, Michael. Are you nervous? No. No. Okay. Good. Shouldn't be. Well, first off, I'm thankful to be here today. I was supposed to have a soccer tournament this weekend, so yeah. But. Um, I'm also thankful that my mom came out of surgery safely and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very thankful for my stepdad for staying with my mom the whole while she was in the hospital and taking care of three annoying children, <laughs> including myself. And um, thankful for everyone here still for when I went to Spain a couple of years ago. I'm still thankful that to this day. And I'm very thankful for my girlfriend now and her family for bringing me into their family as one of their own and for supporting me through soccer and everything that I've done and to take care of their daughter or mother or whatever it is, the relationship to her. And um, I'm just thankful for my grandma and everyone in my family and food to be in my stomach. Yep. And... Uh, Thankful for God and for how he gave me a, a very good uh, soccer skill or talent. and yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have. But now, on the soccer, we have to talk here just a minute because people look at me and, uh, well, let's just put it this way. I had you stand back there at oh, the, uh, yeah. and, yep. and, and can the old pastor kick okay? Yeah. I could kick. I kicked a soccer ball and... Mm-hmm. Kicked it right past you, didn't I? Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Now you remember that. So. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can, uh, we can, uh, huh? Yeah, it whizzed that thing right past that professional soccer player, yeah. So I have to, have to uh, uh, talk a little bit about my soccer skill. I was never much of a soccer player. Or a, uh, I wasn't really a, a basketball player or a uh, uh, football, basketball. That wasn't really my thing. My thing was golf and uh, and tennis, and I always enjoyed that, and bowling. But uh, anyway, so uh, I gave the lad a little lesson in soccer. Uh, I'm, I'm teasing. He's really a good soccer player. He's really good, and, and, and a goalie, right? Uh, change, but but a goalie, great goalie. And did I mention I kicked that ball right past you there? Okay, okay, very good. All right, hey, let's uh, let's let's receive communion. But before we do, let's go to First Corinthians eleven. Let's just say a few words. I'm not going to preach long. Just just a few words about communion. Uh, I didn't give uh, Ed any verses to put up, so we'll just 
see if Ed can get that up there real fast. 1 Corinthians 11. Sorry, Ed, I should have gave that to you. But if not, you should have a Bible with you somewhere or another. But he'll get that up there, I think, unless he's... 1 Corinthians 11, verse 20... Uh, let's go to 23. Okay, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three. Um. So you have that? There it is. Now this is the Apostle Paul, and he's quoting what he got from the Lord. And he said, I received from the Lord, and he's speaking to this church in Corinth. He said, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, so Jesus, our Lord, our Master, you all know who Jesus is, don't you? He's a second member of the Trinity, made flesh, became a man. And uh, notice what it says here. The Lord Jesus, on the same night which he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So notice there was, there was um, grape juice there, wine, whatever, and bread. And we have to remember, and we don't ever want to forget, that this this little piece of bread here represents now this listen it represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ which was broken for us now when was it broken for us it was broken for us on 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 the cross on Calvary's cross of course before he went to the cross he was beaten mercifully and you need to remember that everything that Jesus did he did for us he took our place so that whipping that he took which was a just a gruesome thing. And they beat him immersively. They whipped him, the Roman soldiers. They, they, they tore his back completely open. Whipped him. Now, you had that whipping coming and so did I. Amen. Now, you need to understand that. You know, we, we talk about all the things we're thankful for. But the main thing we need to be thankful for is that Jesus took our place And he took that whipping for us. And they they nearly beat him to death. But he didn't die there. His blood being shed all over the place at the whipping post. And then they led him to Mount Calvary. And they crucified him. They laid him on a cross. They laid him on a cross and they crucified him. You know what that means. They nailed him to the cross. And we don't ever want to forget that we were supposed to be nailed to the cross. That was our cross to be nailed to. But he came and he took our place. And he was nailed to the cross for us. I think so many of us live our lives and it's so easy to get caught up, especially here in the United States with all the things that we have here to distract us. We get distracted from... It was you and me that should have been laying on that cross when they, when they drove those nails through his hands and through his feet. You know? 
We ought to think about that. I think about that every day. <clears throat> and they nailed him to that cross and they suspended him up between heaven and earth. And he hung there. And that's the natural side of it. A lot of times we just think of the natural side of it. But we also need to understand that, that as he hung there, suspended between heaven and earth, the Bible says that Darkness covered the earth and he cried out and he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Remember that? And when he said that, what happened right there was that the heavenly father laid the punishment of all sin that was coming to us, to all mankind. He laid the punishment on Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus bore in his own body our sins. We need to understand that. And at that moment that the sin of all mankind came on him, he was cut off from the life of God. And he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And not only did God lay on him all of our sins, but he also bore, the Bible says, he he bore our sickness and carried our disease. And... You think about Jesus, one man hanging there. Have you ever been to the hospital and seen somebody sick, dying of cancer? You ever see that? That's a gruesome thing. But just think, just one disease in one person can destroy a body. But think about that. Jesus hung there and he bore all sickness for all of us, for all mankind in that one body. That's why he he was unrecognizable as a person. And I think we as... Christians here, we go around a lot of times and, you know, there's a lot of Christians pay, and I've got a cell phone. How many has got a cell phone? It's wonderful. But you know, there's a lot of Christians pay more attention to their cell phone than they do Jesus. Isn't that something? I think we ought to pay more attention to Jesus than our cell phone, don't you? And he was cut off from God. He he bore our sins. He, He bore our sickness and our disease and... The Bible said, of course, he died. He died the death for you and me. And uh, and then the Bible says he went to hell. You think about that. You know, hell's a bad place. And he was there for three days and three nights. You know why he went to the cross? You know why he went to hell? So that you and I don't have to. Isn't that wonderful? You think about that. Three days and three nights. I wouldn't want to be in hell for one second. He, and you study the Bible, you'll see he was, there's, there's different levels of hell. Hell's a real place. It's in, it's in the spirit realm, in the inner, inner chambers of the earth, in the spirit realm. And the Bible said he went into the abyss, Romans the 10th chapter. He went into the pit, the lowest, the lowest regions of hell. That, the Bible's very clear. Some people don't think it's so, but those people haven't studied their Bibles. You see that you study your Bible. Even the Catholics, they believe he went to hell. You know what? The Bible says he went to hell. You understand that? Why did he go there for you and me? But thank God he didn't stay there. Because on the third day, when the claims... See, what was he doing? He was paying the payment that was due God that we couldn't pay. 
Do you understand that? Yes. <clears throat> you think about this. If somebody rejects Jesus, they don't receive him. And they, <gasps> they breathe their last and they die. Where do they go? Huh? They go to hell, don't they? Now, why do they go to hell? Because they rejected what Jesus did. See, if you don't receive Jesus and, and you don't receive what he did, then you've got to go pay the payment for yourself. Did you hear me? For eternity. And that's a long time, isn't it? You think about that. Just think about what happens to people that reject Christ or neglect Christ. They go to hell. Why do they go to hell? Because they didn't receive Jesus. Because see, he paid the payment for us. And when we receive him, then in heaven, what he did is accredited to us. That's good news. That's the gospel. You know what the gospel is? It's the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And when we receive him in heaven, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And what he did is accredited to us. See, what, what people don't realize is that is that if you've received Jesus as your Savior, it's actually recorded in heaven that you went to the cross and that you went and paid the penalty in hell. Do you understand that? It's a substitution. It's, 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 he substituted for us. He took our place. That's why, you know, the gospel is all good news. Did you know that? So we receive him. We accept him. Talking about Jesus. The Bible says, as many as received him are saved. The jailer asked Paul and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What do you mean saved? Miss hell, make heaven. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And the moment you place your faith in him, you're credited with everything that Jesus did. Isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful. So on the third day he was raised from the dead. He came out of the tomb. And then the Bible says he went into heaven. (coughs) You can read this in the book of Hebrews. And he presented his holy blood on that heavenly mercy seat. And it was accepted by the heavenly father. And salvation, eternal redemption, eternal salvation was sealed for all mankind. You understand that? And when we accept Jesus... All that is accredited accredited to us. That's wonderful, isn't it? The Bible says we're not redeemed or purchased with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How many of you know his blood is precious? You know why it was precious? Because he was virgin born, his blood had no sin in it, And he was tempted in all points like as we are, but he never sinned. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful, isn't it? That's why hell couldn't hold him. You know why hell couldn't hold him? Because he himself never sinned. Isn't that wonderful? But he was there suffering for the sinner. He never became a sinner. He suffered for the sinner. So we can understand just from the few things I've said how precious his body and his blood are. If it's not for the body of Christ, if it's not for the blood of Jesus, we're all in trouble, aren't we? 
But there's good news. That's what the gospel is, good news. He came. He stepped in and took our place. And that's what we should be most thankful for. Don't you think? So with that, let's finish reading this and then we'll receive communion. 1 Corinthians 11. Let's pick up in verse 24 here again. Let's, let's read that. He said, he broke it and said, this is when, you know, at the Last Supper, he gave thanks. He broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. See, what did I, what did I do in the last couple of minutes? I, I'm remembering what Jesus did. And then in verse 25, in the same manner, he took the cup, so forth. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. See, we're remembering him right now, what he did. For as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Or you remember the Lord's death till he comes. See, what did I do in the last few minutes? I'm proclaiming his death. I'm reviewing with you what he did for us. And then verse 27 says... Therefore, whoever eats of this bread, drinks of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Well, the church in Corinth, they were showing up and they were taking this bread and it wasn't bread like what we have here, but it was bread nonetheless, similar. But they were eating it and they were gluttonizing themselves. Isn't that something? And they were taking the wine, they were getting drunk on it. And they were butting in front of one another in line and they were acting very ugly and mean to one another. We should not act ugly and mean to one another, should we? And so when they ate of the bread, they drank of the cup, they were doing it in an unworthy manner. They weren't really stopping and thinking about what it was they were doing. How many of you know this bread that, you have in, that you're going to have in your hand here in a few moments? It's symbolic of the body of Jesus. It doesn't become the body of Jesus. It's, it, it doesn't become the body, but it's symbolic. Say symbolic. 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 This juice that you're going to get here in a few moments, it, 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 it's not the blood of Jesus. It's symbolic of the blood. It represents the blood. It represents it. Now, there's, now, now some folks, they'll teach you that you know, when the priest blesses this, that it actually turns into the body and the blood, but it doesn't. But it's symbolic of. Real loud, say symbolic. symbolic. It, it, it represents. This represents keeping your hot little hide out of hell. Amen. Huh? Yes. And so does this. That's what it represents. And we never want to be flippant with this. We never want to just, well, let's, let's eat it, you know, eat it and run. Let's, you know, over the lips, over the gums, look out, tummy, here it comes. Let's get out of here. You don't ever want to handle this. This right here, what we have in front of us, now listen carefully. It's one of the greatest, it, it, it's not one of, it's the greatest blessing in the body of Christ, his, 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 his body and his blood. But this, what we have in our hands, it's a dangerous thing. Dangerous. It's got to be handled properly and very, very cautiously. Because if this isn't handled properly, it can, it can cost you your life. Did you hear me? Yes. You understand that? <clears throat> Let's read on, you'll see. 
Verse 27, whoever eats of this bread and drinks of the cup in an unworthy manner, guilty of, of the body. and I don't want to be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Do you? Huh? Verse 28 is one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible. Let a person examine himself. Is it nice that God lets us examine ourselves? And then let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks what? Judgment. You see why I, was, oh, I said it's a dangerous thing. Judgment. Are you trying to scare us, Pastor? Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to, we need to handle this very cautiously. I'm, I'm afraid of what I have in my hands right now. If it's not handled properly. You won't hear much teaching like this, but it's right in line with the Bible. Now let's read on. Verse 28, let a man examine himself, let him eat of the bread, drink of the cup. Watch verse 29 now. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, verse 30, for this reason many are what? Weak and sick sick among you and many, and that word sleep you study it means many have died. People were dying in the Corinthian church. They were getting sick and they were dying because they weren't handling this with due respect. For this reason many are weak and sick among you and many... Sleep. So just as great of a blessing as this is. Now I want to emphasize it's a blessing. Say, it, say it's, a blessing. it's a blessing. Absolutely. But you see it has to be handled delicately. It's here for our blessing. But we must handle holy things properly. Amen. It said for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many die. Many have died. My goodness. But verse 31 says, again, a great verse in the Bible, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. That's good, isn't it? See, God doesn't want to have to judge us. He wants us to judge ourselves, doesn't he? So having said that, having said that, I want to conclude by saying this. There's only one requirement that you must meet in order to partake of this. And it's, and it's this, you must be born again. You must be born again. Really, I'd say born again. born again. Now, how do you get born again? How do you get born again? You repent of your sins and you ask Jesus to come into your heart. You believe on Him with your heart, you confess Him with your mouth. And if you do that, you get saved, you get born again, you become a Christian. Did you hear me? See, if you really love Jesus, and all these people that came up here love Jesus, but did you hear Gary back there when he got up here, Gary Novak, he said, I don't see how people make it without Jesus. I need him. How about you? I I need him. I need him every day. I don't need him just on Sundays for an hour and a half. I need him every day. Is that right? I mean, if you, really, if you really understood what Jesus did for you, 
you'd have the biggest smile on your face. You'd be the, have the biggest skip in your step, the biggest glide in your stride. There'd be some joy about you. If you really understood, if we all really understood what Jesus did for us, none of us would be down in the mouth. Do you understand that? But the only requirement for partaking of this is you must be born again. And then secondly, you need to be living right. Did you hear me? So they're going to pass this out as Shelley can get ready to sing. She's going to sing a song. They're going to pass this out. Now listen, if you're not born again, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, do not partake of this. Now, it has nothing to do with being a member of the church. That hasn't got a blasted thing to do with it, being a member of this church. You have to be a member of the body of Christ. Did you hear me? So being a part of this church doesn't have a blasted thing to do with this. You've got to be a member of the body of Christ. How do you get into the body of Christ? By receiving Jesus. How many of you know water baptism, as great as that is, has nothing to do with it? It's receiving Jesus. Say receiving Jesus. Receive it. You receive him. You believe on him. Then once you've received him, so, so when they pass this out in a few minutes, if you don't know Jesus as your savior, just what I would do is I would, I would go ahead and take a bread, take a, take a cup, but don't receive it. And then after the service, there's gonna be some men and women standing up here. You come up here and you, you, you get with them. They'll pray with you. and You receive Jesus into your heart. And then they'll, give this to you, and then you partake it after you receive him as Savior. Can you say amen? amen? But also, too, to people who have already received him as Savior, if there's something in your life that should not be there, just between you and the Lord, you need to get that, you need to repent of that before you partake of this. Did you hear me? If there's something in your life that should not be there, before you partake of this, you need to repent of it and ask Jesus to forgive you, and he will. The moment you confess it with a repentant heart, he'll forgive you and then partake of this. But if there's some sin in your life that you're playing with and you're just going to keep playing with it, and you're, then I'd recommend don't receive this. It's a dangerous thing. Did you hear me? But you know what would be a better, better idea? Repent and get right and then receive it. See, this is all good news, but it's very sobering, isn't it? Very sobering. You okay? All right. Go ahead and sing and judge yourself while, uh, while they're passing this out. And then when she's done singing, we'll receive it and we'll be dismissed. Go ahead. <clears throat> Ushers, go ahead. Thank you. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up and turned me around, how He placed my feet on solid ground When I think about the Lord How He saved me How He raised me How He filled 
thank you for the body of Christ, that which represents his body, this bread that we have here in our hands. We're just so grateful that his body was broken for us. We remember that today and we're thankful for it. And as we receive this bread, we do so with a heart of thanksgiving. Go ahead and partake of the bread. Father, we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us, that blood that washes away all of our sins as we place our faith in Jesus and as we confess our sins 
You're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, cleanses us from all sin as we walk in the light. We thank you for the light of his word. We thank you for it. We give you praise and honor and glory just like she sang in the song. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that has redeemed us from a devil's hell. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It has opened the gates of heaven for us. We thank you for it. And as we partake of this, we do so with a heart of thanksgiving. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They're going to pass around a receptacle to put these little cups in. Thanks for coming today. I, I'm grateful to God. How many of you are grateful to God? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Grateful to the Lord. He's a good God. He's a yes, he wonderful God. We love Him. He's good. How many of you know God is good? Yes, Real loud, say, God is good. God is good. Say all the time, all the time. God is good. God is one more time. Say, God is good, God is good. All, the all the time. Say, all the time. God is good. Hey, there's some refreshments out there. Go out and get those. If you need to come up and receive Jesus, do so. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. You're dismissed.